Hey, this is Sam Bam Colton from Dorothy, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch to get filthy. (laughs) Man, this is one I'm super excited about. And it is literally upwards of two years in the making. Yep. Yeah. The the first two interviews in the Shiprock series with Gio and Brian, those were those were ones Dan brought to the table. I believe I brought this artist uh, to the table in in early 2021. Yep soon before his his album came out and we just freaking all have loved it ever since. Yeah. You were, you were wanting to take a road trip and potentially watch a festival. And, uh, Aaron was, I forget which festival it was, but you just started listening to some of his singles and I guess was instantly hooked. Yeah. So that is, yeah. So our guest in this episode is Aaron Jones, whose album child of the state was number one on our top 20 in 2021, which means we have now interviewed both of the last couple of years, number one artists. Yeah. One of them was retroactive. Like the interview came before they took the number one spot, but still. Yeah. But it's, it's still cool that we get to uh, interview two back-to-back number ones, as well as our number two of 2022. Yeah. I was, I was super excited. I mean, it was, it was such a, a, a fantastic album and just to be able to come full circle and be able to talk to him. And, and then he even like mentioned it and, right. uh, and, and knew what we're, you know, kind of the whole reason why we we're trying to talk to him. He remembered that we've, that we've had some interactions back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Also, since I usually explain what I say at the beginning, the reason I mentioned the word filthy is because that is a recent single that Aaron Jones has released and the song lives up to that name. Yeah. Yes. We encourage you to go listen to that as well as his newest single, Other Side, newest single as of this recording anyway, which is a song that we talk about a lot in this conversation. Yes, we do. And man, he <laughs> opened it up right out of the gate, just being entertaining and engaging. And, and that was that was awesome. Cause you never, you never know with, with talking with these artists, uh, how they're going to, how they're going to be out the shoot. And he, he says something at the beginning that, that cracked us up right, right away. So <laughs> yeah, this interview did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Cause I was watching this with Hannah. And one of the things that she said is that after watching this is that she never would have imagined how funny artists would be like he, this dude is hilarious. Like he has quite the personality, uh, you know, and, and, and not to mention, obviously we know he's a fantastic guitarist and, and, and artist in general. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was, he was a lot of fun to talk with. He was, he was, he had us all, all rolling and, uh, and just fit the bill. It was perfect. Yes. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Aaron number one, Jones. Thank 
thank you very much for your time. Uh, thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, it's been a, a long time coming. You guys reviewed my record or something a while ago, right? Yes. We did, actually. Yeah. That was one of the things we were planning <laughs> to lead with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool, man. That's cool. That's cool. I've been meaning to talk to you guys, get, get a hold of you guys and uh, talk to you. you guys in Ohio. You were at some uh, some festival and got to see us live recently, right? Um, No, I did see you in Michigan, but it was, oh, it okay, was okay. a while back now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we did have a little bit of quick housekeeping before we get going. First things first, we forgot to ask you earlier, how much time do you have? Do you have a specific cutoff? We've got upwards of an hour, but it doesn't have to go that long. <laughs> uh, all good, man. Let's just, you know, we, we can just flow with it. I'm, I, you guys, I smoke a lot of weed. I, I'm pretty laid back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just, uh, you know, let's feel the vibes and see what happens. If, if some kids start screaming in the background, I get yelled for a poopy diaper. That'll be the time. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Dan, no, Dan understands the pain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's got to break up fights all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then if there is anything you would just rather avoid or just feel like you've talked about a thousand times, let us know and we can avoid it. I don't like talking about the geopolitical uh, issues in Papua New Guinea at the moment. All right. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just fucking with you guys. I have no idea what's going on in Papua New Guinea. I'm American. I don't know shit that's going on anywhere else but America. There went most of my questions. They were all about that. So, <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess we can get formally started here. We are very pleased to be joined by a special guest today. So for like the last decade, ever since Key and Peel became a big thing, I've been called a Aaron by everybody yeah. all the time. Oh, Lord. Yep. And I've, I've gotten used to it and I actually kind of love it. But for the yeah. first time ever, we actually have somebody with us who's an actual Aaron. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm an actual Aaron. This is very true. And it, it goes well with the, with the scary time I tell somebody that there was like, oh, you're like A-Aaron. I'm like, no, mine's with a Y. <laughs> you're like, mine's legitimate. It was, like, it's, this is actually how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I answer to Aaron and A-Aaron, but now we have yeah. Aaron Jones with us and we're super thrilled about that. So thank you very yeah. much for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we are super stoked to talk with you. We've had you on our hit list for quite some time. For a little yeah. context, We've had a, our top 20 countdown for ever since about 2009 on a radio show. And your album was number one on our top 20 of 2021. Crazy. Yes. So Aaron, number one, Jones. That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be always, always trying to be. Don't jinx it. You know, Yeah. I want to note that that's hard to do because we all have very different tastes and we have to agree yeah. on this top 20. Like we all can say this is legitimate. And that's so, cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They have a spreadsheet and everything. It's ridiculous. It's, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we take it very seriously, for sure. Yeah. But Child of the State immediately grabbed us. It just It's raw sound and, and just a raw way that you take your, your lyrics and about your struggles about growing up. Yeah. And various things that make up who you are. And as you go without saying that the guitar licks throughout the album are very filthy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> great. Good. And very and good. And good use of word, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great. Good Proper <laughs> yes. context and everything. I appreciate that, man. You know, the, the album, you know, it, it makes me feel good that it, uh, some cats can get together with different musical tastes and agree that that the album affected them in a similar way. You know, the the record itself. And, and when I write music, I have such an eclectic taste in all, all different types of stuff. And because of that, like, I don't necessarily just write music for the rock genre while well, that's like the place that i have you know like this is my format and that's a place that's opened the doors and allowed me to express myself i'm always thinking of different ways to bring different styles into rock and roll and and into what i do and so 
um, that was part of the the plan. You know, it's like I, I kind of always thought to myself to create rock music that wasn't just consumable by like the rock fans. You know, I wanted to create rock music that everyone could enjoy that everyone, no matter if you listen to, to pop or country or emo or whatever it is, you know, that, that you're able to listen to something on my record, something, it doesn't have to be everything, but something on my record and know that like, I get where you're coming from. So it feels good to know that you cats uh, and all that, like different musical backgrounds, you guys all really appreciate the record. And I, I appreciate you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and you can tell that you're definitely like a student of the game where it comes to music. Oh yeah. Yeah. from based on the sounds you hear on the albums even um we'll get into this a little bit more later but even the songs you choose to cover like live come from yeah, different yeah, yeah. places on the musical spectrum like it's for it's sure. diversity there's definitely something for anybody who is interested in quality we're kind of of the opinion that like quality transcends genre so even if it's not your thing per se there's sometimes a music just hits a certain level where it's like Absolutely. this is this is good yeah. no matter what like <laughs> right 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 and even like I I'm like that like I'm not I'm not the biggest country music fan but you know I, every now and again I'll, I'll hear something else like that that is good music that's a great song I mean, yeah you can't good songs are undeniable good sounds are undeniable man. yeah so speaking of that a little bit I think we wanted to lean right into your newest release a track called Other Side yeah yeah and the first thing that we noticed about it you're talking about that musical variation is that this song has got synths and kind of an r&b sound as opposed to just leaning back into you know filthy the track before that and the album that really were into the more you know the the fuzz and the crunch of those guitar riffs sure yeah yeah yeah. it's uh, it definitely is this is definitely more leaning into my love of hip-hop and especially when it comes to like like dr dre and like 90s hip-hop that was my jam you know that's like kind of where where I think like a Dr. Dre as like the the quintessential producer when it comes to beats and rhythms and composition of songs, you know. And so uh for me and and my producers, it was really, you know, that's what we tried to tap into. We were like, well, how how would Dre do this? You know, if we were gonna like lay down something that was going to be still in the rock and roll vein. Like so I was talking about before, which is like, yes, it's still in the rock and roll vein, but this is probably something that the younger cats these days, I say younger cats, because obviously I'm not like old, but you know, (laughs) but like, you know, younger people who are growing up and listening to that, that type of delivery, like those people are, those Aaron Jones isn't just, you know, some classic rock guy. He gets where I'm coming from too, you know? And so um, this is, this was that track. I I feel like it was so necessary. And, you know, because we released it as a, a digital single, and not as like a radio single. I feel like when the album drops, that's going to be the, one of the tracks that brings everything kind of full circle. You know, when, when people have a chance to to really go through the different songs and different sounds, that's the one that where you're going to stop and you're going to realize that like, this isn't just about rock and roll anymore. It's about something far, far bigger and greater, you know? Very cool. That was one of our questions was, were these singles just standalone or are they going to be part of another album? Oh, listen, listen to me, damn it. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. They're, they're, I, um, I actually, so I got, a, I got a record in the bag right now and we're working on figuring out what that looks like. Um, we haven't quite gotten to that, the, the stage of figuring out release dates or anything, but there is uh there's something coming in 2023 and these tracks are looking pretty promising as being a part of the record. And so, yeah, this, and this new record for me is going to be, I think this is the one, you know, this is the one I think that really where people stop kind of going, Oh, I've heard that guy here and there to really go on. Like, have you heard that? You know? And so that's, yeah. that's my hope. You know? Nice. That's awesome. We'll be on it. And I'm sure that I have no doubt that uh, you'll see some success there. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a big one. I mean, this, the sound is different too. I mean, you know, you can kind of see it in filth. The other side is that, you know, we, we went from kind of like this, uh, this more broken down indie rock sound, you know, at times to, to this like cinematic 
mm-hmm. <laughs> like stadium rock and roll sound, you know? And so um, it makes me excited because that's, you know, when you, when you think about where you want to be envision yourself, you go stadium rock, you go, you know, this many people, that many people. And it's like, it's important to project that in your music, you know? And so uh, to finally have something that represents like where I see myself and like where I'm at right now, I think it's, it's going to be really, really a, a good year for me once people get a chance to share, you know? Nice. So it's really like a, what you're saying sounds kind of like a scaling situation. So like say Travel to the State really put you on the map as far as the rock world goes. And oh, yeah. what's coming next, hopefully sure. will, you know, broaden that horizon even more. It'll it'll definitely make broaden that horizon. And, you know, I think it, it's going to take people back a little bit because they're not going to realize that like, this is the, you know, because a lot of stuff from Travel to the State was, was, you know, older songs that, that mm-hmm. I brought with me. That's what happens when you first get signed for most people is like, you know, even like, let's look at uh, Gary Clark Jr. For instance, when he got signed. He had a song called Bright Lights. And if you heard the original rendition of that song, it's just a little jam. You know, he doesn't even like it's not really much of a song. And then, you know, come, you know, some years later when he gets he gets signed to WB and then he released Bright Lights as a single. You know, he's had Bright Lights for probably 12, 10 to 15 years. easily. you know, but that song came with him when he got signed and became this big single. Once people started to learn his name. So uh, I can say the same for a lot of the music that was on Child of the State. Half, half those songs were songs that have been with me for a long time and they've just morphed and evolved and evolved and finally had their chance to make it to the, the mainstream you know uh and this record is, is completely brand new there's, there's one or two songs that have been with me for a while but even though people will are really gonna be surprised i think hopefully you know that's the hope all right very cool um you know it was starting with we just were discussing here how the sound's expanding we love interacting with artists who wrestle with weighty things and obviously you did a lot of that on child yeah. of the state but it doesn't sure. really get too much weightier than what you're talking about on other side, which is yeah. you know the brevity of life and right. mortality and what comes after. Uh, so thematically, we were hooked on that one on that one instantly. So it's like yeah. the the horizons expanding there too, in a sense. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, lyrical content is definitely. I mean, this is what's been cool about this last couple of years. I mean, why other side and filthy came out the way they did. It's like those songs came out the way they did because I got to get with these songwriters, you know, now, now that I've, I've worked my way into these circles, you know, I got to get with these songwriters who are, have, you know, top 10 hits all over the place, 10 number ones and, and like what, what have you. And, you know, so now it's not even that you just, you know, as, as an indie writer, you're just kind of guessing, you know, you're like putting the work in, you're kind of figuring it out, you're listening to other people and trying to figure out how to write this music <laughs> and make this lyrical content mean something to you. And then you work up to a point where you know that you finally made it. And I, I knew that when I was in the room with, they helped pull out my personality and I helped add some of my, my stuff to it, to the mix. And these songs came out phenomenally in my opinion. That's really cool. I think, well, you know, I want to pivot here. I had a question, but now you got me curious about that. Sure. We did a couple of interviews last year that kept connecting back to collaborations and who we're working with. Can you, can you give us a couple of names of these people that you're, that you're kind of referring to here in terms of like yeah. producers or songwriters that you were working alongside. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been working with, uh, with Marty Ferguson and Scott Stevens. And if you look up uh, some of their work, they work with, they've worked with some of the biggest names in, in rock and roll and music history. I'm just blessed that they, they took the time and, and saw something in me that, you know, wanted them to to take the time and, and, you know, give, really give me the opportunity to to display what they've done, you know, and, and their accomplishments as well. So, you know, almost almost kind of hand me a, a, a bit of a torch and, and to carry that torch along with other bands that you work with. You know, they, they work with Hellstorm and Dorothy and, you know, these guys worked with a lot of different people. But, you know, it was, uh, Scott and Marty have been become my big brothers in this in this music world and, you know, been teaching me a lot of lessons. I just even in music, but just in life and how, to, how you know, to become an artist and be an artist. You know, it's like you feel like a baby when you get signed because you don't know, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're doing. And you're, you're really just relying on the people around you to like, to help advise you and make the best decisions. And 
you know, and also the people that, that have been there before you. So you make these phone calls to your friends and these cats who have made huge names for themselves and, you know, they kind of figured it out. Yeah. It's worth noting that uh, I think you're in good company there. We did a whole series actually on Dorothy related artists like people that were connected mm-hmm. to that album and that album ended up being our number one of 2022 so the, just for exactly. yeah well, yeah. for the record yeah. i don't know what kind of touring plans you have for this year but y'all would be a great pair together too oh, <laughs> i love i love dorothy man and that's that's my buddy you know we've, we've had some pretty good talks <laughs> yeah it'd be cool if we can work together that'd be pretty tight man it'd be dope you know i, I mean I, I i would love that that'd be a fun tour all right i got one more question here connected to other side sure because as we're thinking about that, we realize that the timing of this particular interview is um, kind of actually leans into the themes of that. So you've got this song about facing mortality, and we're recording this interview just a few days after the passing of Jeff Beck. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Legendary guitarist. Not only. A rough one. Yeah. Legendary. Surely an influence on you, but actually you you performed with him in the past as well. So, yeah, could you speak a little bit to you know what he meant to you? Well, Jeff, man, uh, you know, I, I didn't get much time with Jeff that, that night was like the only I met him and, uh, I got to, I performed a solo set at the zoo here in Seattle and got to, got to work with them. And, um, you know, it was profound to say the least, uh, to see someone at that level of guitar playing, you know, cause there's, there's this thing that happens with, with music where, you know, once the inception is done, it, that's just kind of it. Like you, no one's ever going to lay the groundwork. Like these people laid the groundwork, you know, for, for music or be it computer science or whatever, there are things in computer science that have to like exist for computers to do a thing, you know? And so um, the same goes for modern guitar playing, right? No one will ever, you know, lay down the groundwork. Like these guys laid it down. There's only so many things you can achieve and everything else is just taking those, those foundational roots and then remixing them and reusing them and recycling them over and over again. And so, I consider Jeff Beck to be one of the archetypes of architects of, of um, modern guitar playing, you know, mm-hmm. to honest and truly. And uh, to, to witness that in person um, was one, something I'll, I'll never forget that moment, man, uh, honestly, as a guitar player, I, I'll never forget that, that, that someone could, could even think to play the guitar, the guitar that way. Um, it was insane. It was, I mean, and probably the closest thing I'll get to watching someone like Jimi Hendrix play guitar, honestly. Yeah, um, because he, he he's from that era of time, man. He really is. He's from that time. Yeah, that's one thing that we on our show always talk about is if you have a chance to see a legend, go do it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because you'll never you'll never know if you, you'll see him again. To be honest, man. You know, it's like yep. you'll never know. And so to to have seen him play, bro, was, my shit was like mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jeff Beck seems like he was like the guitarist. Anybody who plays guitar, that was like one of the guys that they always looked up to. Player's player, man. Yeah. And some some of the best guitarists have had some beautiful player. things to say about him, like Tom Morello and uh and others. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, that's that was I mean in my post, you know, I posted online and that's what I said. I said, you know, he's what we call player's player. The one of those guys that like, you know, if you look at that that picture, I'm I'm backstage, you know, on my on my socials. I'm that, that's me, Barrett Martin, Kim Thyle, and and uh, who else is that? I forget who, the last two guys behind me. I'm, I feel bad. <laughs> You're watching this. If you're listening to this, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but um, if uh, if you look at that picture though, it's like I'm sitting. You're sitting with some of the greatest musicians in, in Seattle rock and roll history, just right there. And and they all they're there just hanging out. Those guys in, <laughs> weren't there, you know, like they're hanging out because it's it's Jeff Beck, man. 
you know, <laughs> you know, that's like, yeah. we're in awe of him. And, and uh, that's the kind of power he had, you know, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys. I'd say Tom, Tom is, is becoming one of those guys too. But like, you know, Keith Richards, for instance, is one of those guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, definitely, it's Keith. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, And as much as we love dealing with the deep stuff, you know, we, we do also like lighting the mood and, and, uh, and talking about good party songs, especially with with uh, I think both of us are coming up with a vacation, so to speak, soon. So <laughs> I just wanted to kind of throw this out there. You know, there's a line in Hot Friends that states, you know, Hot <laughs> Friends should not go to waste. So yeah. I'm just curious, like, has this ever worked on a girlfriend? Because to me, it just seems like a great way to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever used a line in a girlfriend. You know, I don't think that's ever worked, man. Uh, uh, but you know what? What's funny? But, but, but listen, here, I'll tell you this, though. I'll, I'll tell you this. We are living in a new age of time when that is not, uh, it's becoming more common and common for things to be the truth. So, you know, I mean, like, you know, I, I met some dude who had two girlfriends and then he made out with both of them at the same time. And I was like, America. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's you know, so it's, uh, it's hard to say, man, you know, I, um, I didn't originally write that song. In fact, I had to like, I had to check out my wife before I dropped that, bro. <laughs> you cool if I drop this. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, man, it's like, you know, you can subtly, I think you could subtly put that out there. You could subtly like, yo, man, I'm not sure if you're down about this or nothing, but like, you know, that girl over there, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> See what you can come up with. <laughs> Heron lives, lives life dangerously. Is what is what he's saying. You have, you have you have no idea. <laughs> oh Lord, I live life definitely. Yes, this is also what this next album is kind of about for me too. It's like you know, I think people really got this perspective on me about being this like dad and like you know all the all the, the really good positive images of Aaron Jones, but like there's you know there's deep truth there and uh and there's like a a kind of this cocky arrogant some bitch that lies underneath that that. that <laughs> sometimes comes out and gets me gets me in trouble you know and so um but yeah no man i, I am I, I i like to push the limit sometimes i do and sometimes it, it fucking fires back in my face and i get my ass kicked so there you go <laughs> you know yeah but it's all rock and roll though man you know like that's the, the thing about rock and roll though right it's like you know this is the this is that life man that's what that song is so cool it's like that that song is so cool to me in rock is that that's the life man rock and roll isn't you know i didn't i didn't get into rock and roll because I, I i was like wanted to become a pentecostal baptist gospel <laughs> preacher or anything you know <laughs> got into rock and roll because i'm kind of messed up and first line of my songs they my fucking mom abandoned me hi <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah one thing we wanted to ask you about is your creation process with your music yeah do you tend to come up with the riffs first or do you tend to come up with lyrics first how do you go about creating what you do that usually depends on how much weed i smoked <laughs> <laughs> that seems no, to be a common answer <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's funny uh no uh my process man you know it, it's where inspiration strikes i think that being an, an artist uh as a songwriter and, and also a musician and a con- composer and all that like the, these things can can strike at any moment and you can get the that feeling you know and, and it can be in lyrics or it can be in the riff or the chord change or whatever you know so i just go wherever my brain goes man if it has a thing that it wants to get out i gotta get it out and then i can figure the rest out later you know because that's like that's part of the thing man you, you develop all these skills to apply them in different ways and they don't all need to be in play at one time all the time you know right uh-huh. that makes that makes sense because you you love all so, genres of music so that's that's cool mm-hmm. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to bring us up something here. So unfortunately, I'm the only one of the three of us who's gotten to to see you live so far. It was it was at a little place in Michigan in late 2021. And mm. yeah, to be honest, I'm we're based in St. Louis and I live in Chicago. So I was actually on a vacation and determined to see a live show somewhere while I was traveling around. And so I don't actually remember the yeah, name yeah. of the of the venue even. But I was like, right. I'm going to be going through that place on this day. Aaron Jones is playing. Well, do, you, do you remember what city was it? Was it? It was in Grand Rapids. It was Grand Rapids, Grand, right? Yep. The the junction or something like that. Yep. And yeah, you had it was called the junction in Grand Rapids. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. And you, you had a, a St. Louis band opening for you as well at the the Hounds, I think it were. Yeah, the Hounds. Those are my boys, man. <laughs> yeah. It was a fantastic <laughs> show. Boys, you you guys were killing it. You covered yeah, uh yeah. Breed, which is arguably my favorite Nirvana song. So that made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and but what stood out there was the you know though the project goes under your name the entire band that you have put together yeah at that point and i don't know how long these guys have been with you you can get back to me on that in a second here but we we've talked with ourselves about how awesome it is when you when you have a band where you can follow along with any given member and be entertained the whole time mm. and so so you guys we got you obviously being you know charismatic and handling the vocals and and the guitar and whatnot you have matt on the guitar who who looks like a model like basically <laughs> yeah he, he does yeah and then you've got the the two bobbies as far as i know right so you got yep yeah bob bob and bobby yeah yeah you got bobby <laughs> bobby on the drums bobby is a big dude and he was just going to town he was so much fun to yeah. watch and i'm not 100 percent sure but yeah. i'm pretty positive that bob Bob Loveless, your your bassist, was trying to make eye contact with every person in the audience throughout that show. He does. <laughs> that sounds like something Bob would do. He's a dead <laughs> dead. the whole night. I, yeah, every time I looked at him, he was like zeroing in on like somebody, and well, it seemed like it was different people. <laughs> is it, well, he's a. It's also also keep this in mind. He's a deadhead, so that, that could just be his look. <laughs> <laughs> also possible. Yeah. So those guys. I mean, you whatever you put together here, this this seems to work. Can you give us a little more insight into you know how long you guys have been together and and what, if any, involvement they have in the creative, like the writing process, or are they mostly, you know, there for the tours? Yeah, they're they're the. I'll answer that question first. They're 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 really just for the tour. Okay. And I, I needed to put the band together. I mean, part part of why we were so that it's so entertaining is because I I set that energy. You know, like I I always like I come out we go hard. You know, and, and mm-hmm. that's it. And, and I have to and I'm demanded every night. To, to put 90 minutes on the line, you know, if I'm headlining and, and 30, 30 to 45, if I'm opening and, you know, so like, it's like, you got to match my energy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you can't even match my energy, this is not going to go well for anybody. <laughs> so I think that's what they do. They've all, I, I mean, in the beginning, I told them, I was like, you know, I had five days to leave on tour and my band situation, I don't know why, it, you know, cause everybody was so spread out. My band situation was not working out. And I said, all right, man, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call these dudes up. I'm going to get them together. I'm going to fly them here. And then five days later, we're going to see what happens, you know? And so I got them here. They sit in my house. And then for five days, we just rehearsed, you know, for five hours, well, three days for five hours a day, like 15 hours, basically. And I taught them all the music. I taught them all the parts. I taught them all, everything, you know, in, in those five days. And then we got on stage and, you know, I told them, I said, listen, it's not going to sound perfect, but just do what you can in that. And we'll keep tweaking and, and, and working on it, you know, but more than anything, just have fun up there. And like, we just have fun, you know, and along with that, there, there comes like some honing in stuff. Like, you know, you, you definitely don't, you want to have fun without, 
losing regard to the fact that it's a show, you know, mm-hmm. and it has to, there has to be some orchestration there a little bit, but these guys do a really good job of, of being able to do that and just be, be amazing musicians. And, and we can orchestrate a show and they, they're, they're just really great, you know? And so people, I know people often think they're like, Oh, they're your band. They're your band. Like they're, they are my band, but like, this is uh, a, yeah. you know, I think people, if people really knew how much work I put into this stuff, they would probably think a little bit differently, you know, not, not to take away from my fellas or anything like that, but you know, yeah. I don't know if people realize, like, you know, it's called Aaron Jones. People don't even, first of all, it's <laughs> another thing. Sometimes people don't even know that's my name, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I'm there like, oh, it's the band. <laughs> it's the band Aaron Jones, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's the band Aaron Jones. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know. <laughs> well, as you know, from a, a listener standpoint, I assuming this is your plan anyway, but I hope you keep those guys around for a long time because you guys, all four of you guys had fantastic chemistry up there. It really seemed to work. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely will. I mean, these guys have, have been, they've been really great. And, uh, you know, as we move forward to the next record, the, the next record is going to be so, so much, you know, it sounds so much bigger that we're going to keep tweaking and, and making the changes we need. But my goal this year is, is to make sure, you know, I start to move my way up the ranks, you know, and, and start to open up to these headlining, you know, become a headliner and do all these things. And so as we do all that, we're also evolving and changing and adding and taking away and doing all this stuff, you know. And so um, the band so far, we, we have no plans of, of switching out anybody. Uh, and I, and I, you, know, you hope it stays that way. You never know. These guys could be like, yo, I'm out of here, man. What's going on? They want me to go drum for Tool. All right. Well, it's good knowing you, bro. <laughs> I'll see you. see you next time. See you on the pit. You're like, I do the same thing. All right. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'll see, you in, I'll see you in a bit, man. You be good. Take care of your family. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of us is going to get to see you up close and in person uh, in a couple of weeks here. The other of us being me. It's not going to get to see you on, on Shiprock, but I am planning a trip later this spring to Seattle for the first time. Oh, nice. So you being you're I'm going to if you don't mind, I wanted to treat you as my official representative of the Pacific Northwest for a minute <laughs> and kind of basically say oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. I know so little about it, but I'm like Aaron Jones loves yeah. seattle <laughs> like I not only seattle. is I yeah do. there's there's people from places and then there's people who represent places and I'm, only thing i'll say is this i'm gonna put an asterisk next to that because I, as much as i know about seattle you gotta remember i have not actually spent very much time in seattle since the pandemic lifted you fair know? enough and so i know a lot i can give you a lot of like roots seattle stuff <laughs> as for like the new stuff like there's this whole new shit going on and i'm not even in touch with it after chaz i kind of gave up i was like in no, I'm going to take a pause. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that thing goes away. And then it went away. <laughs> basically, basically, I was just wondering if you're playing tour guide for somebody, for a fellow yeah. music guy in particular, what are a couple of, you know, must see experiences uh, in that area? It doesn't even have to be Seattle per se. It could be the whole region. If you, something comes to mind. No, the, the must see experiences. Um, definitely. I would say go see Pike place market and do it in the morning. Right. Like when, when the sun first comes up, hopefully you'll see some sunshine. The yeah. springtime is pretty rainy. It's rainy right now, but like it's it's a pretty rainy period. Uh, <laughs> I would say go go check out Seward Park, which is really cool. It's a nice little walk, but it got gets you this kind of really cool 360 view of of uh, of Lake Washington. Um, I would say you have to go check out the EMP if you get a chance. It's a really cool music museum here in Seattle Ooh. that has documented everywhere from Jimi Hendrix to Heart to the Sonics to to the grunge movement all of it man so that, that's a really cool place go see jimmy Hendrix's grave which is actually by my house over here nice you, you should go see jimmy's grave in renton go see bruce lee's grave in capitol hill and Brandley's grave in capitol hill um i would check out 
Let's see, there's a couple of dive bars that I really like. I would go to the Central Saloon because of the history down, down in Partner Square. Definitely check out the Central Saloon. Um, I would go check out some local music stuff. So there's like every Monday, I'm not sure what, what, how long you're going to be here, what days you're going to be here, but every Monday, <laughs> Late there's April. a jam session yeah. at this place called the Na- Late April. But yeah. are you here for like a week? Are you going to be here at on least Monday? a week? Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, so on a Monday, I, w- I would I would check out Mo Jams, which is like this uh, jam session they have every every Monday at the Nectar, and that's like some local music stuff. Go hit the Sea Monster, which is another local music venue where a, a bunch <laughs> of local cats who kind of some tour, some don't, but they all get around and they jam. And I would do all that. And then uh, let me see. I'm trying to think about my favorite dive bar, man. <laughs> uh, my my favorite dive, my all time favorite dive bar. Um, I would probably go. Check out uh, Twilight in the Central District, which is a really cool one. Anyways, if you, if you find any dive bar in Seattle, just go because it's going to be <laughs> They're a good, good time. there. All right. All right. You know, like, that's <laughs> no, that's that where was... the hipsters hang, man. That's where all the, all the hipsters and all the old Seattle heads hang, man. <laughs> well, thank you. That was awesome. You just gave me like like 10 things in like things, three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> There's so much stuff you I know it's it's a great town. I just, I'm just out of touch because there's all this new stuff and I don't yeah. know about the new stuff, you know, like. I'm like not here. I come home. They're like, "Oh, there's a wizard bar." I'm like, "Wizard started a bar. That's fucking tight. Let's go." <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I'm not sure I could provide yeah. you like that much stuff about St. Louis in that that little time. Like, <laughs> I'd have to like Google it or look it up. He's like, he's all like, my life. He's like, there's the arch. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, See there's there's more cardinal game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The zoo. That's about it. Yeah. Go to Blueberry Hill, the Duck yeah. Room. See yes. Chuck Berry's Chuck Berry statue. Yes, that is a must. <laughs> we tell everybody about that one. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Of course, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so, as I kind of mentioned before, you know, we're getting ready to have a vacation less than a week and a half. We're going to be on Ship Rocks, uh, and I That's believe right. this is going to be your second year. So, do you have any advice for a first-time cruiser? Uh, just have fun, man. No, there's, yeah. no, there's, there's no advice necessary because it's, it's a cruise boat and those things are pretty well equipped with uh, arrows and, and, and <laughs> lines and boxes for you to go. It will guide you where you need to be, wherever you need to be there. And, and just have fun, man. It's just, uh, it really is. I mean, it's the closest thing to a vacation I'm probably going to get this year, even though it's not a vacation. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just a really good time. Good people, good fun, good music. Everything's just a, a really awesome time. Yeah. I was supposed to be on the boat this past year, but uh, due to COVID, I was not able to go. Uh, we got Man. COVID like the, the week of it was supposed to go. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it this year. Do you have any uh, particular band or artists you're looking forward to seeing this time? I just, you know, I, I it's really my friends, like the Bones UK Cats and, you know, Joey from Bad Flower is going to be there. Yes. Uh, I've got uh, Corey Glover from Living Color is going to be there. I haven't seen him in a while. Like, it's all my old friends. I mean, that, that's the best part about going for me is just being able to actually hang out with my counterparts and, and all my, my colleagues, man, in the music industry. Uh, Cause like, we just, we never get to do it. There's no hangs, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. You think you could get Corey to join you for a cult of personality cover? Because I would, uh, I would be all about that. <laughs> we'll try to text the boys and say, Hey guys, cult of personality. You're going to learn this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys yeah, will awesome. slay that song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, as you were. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing you, your band live on the ship. And and uh, I, I'm hoping that you do get some time to, to relax and enjoy uh, some other sets. I know that it's not necessarily a vacation, but hopefully. Yeah, no, I, I mean, last year, that's what I did. I kind of I just kind of meandered around, you know, just it, the only thing I, I've mentioned this before in the interviews, it just gets intense with the fans because there's no there's no like it can yeah. be the periods between 
chilling and and, and not you know what i mean so yeah. it's like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to chill and like you know and there's points where like this it gets once people kind of come down off like the <laughs> the initial shock of like mm-hmm. being in front of like you know their musical heroes or, or what have you um things start to tend to, to mellow out a little more but when you're like every two minutes you got to take a picture or stop and talk to yeah. somebody. Like, you know what i'm saying so like it's like it gets a little like oh i just want to go listen to music or jump in the hot tub and then you get yeah the yeah and then so saying like, the, it, the fun doesn't start until like Wednesday or Thursday. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. no, it starts immediately. It just, it just <laughs> like, you know, you just got to keep, those are the things you forget. Cause I, I just like, I'm just, I'm from Seattle, dude. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I was like, I'm, I'm from Seattle, dude. And like people from Seattle, like forget that they're fucking famous, dude. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so Fair enough. we're just like, Oh, I'm going to go to the store. Someone's like, yo, I know you. Like, yo, no shit. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You think you know me. You yeah. think you know me. You don't know anything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, you like my music. I forgot. I did that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So no, it just it's we were talking about that because in Seattle it's not the same. And it's like we don't we don't have I think there's this thing in LA and, and maybe Nashville has a little bit of that too, but like there's like a Hollywood thing that happens, you know. And uh it's like people like try to live in their status and like like they want they want to like project their status out. You know, Seattle does not is not like that. I don't know if you've ever been out here, but like People wear like Birkenstocks and don't care about anything about their fashion here. Like no one cares about anything here. They just like, you know, Eddie Vedder goes to dive bars all the time out here and no one knows it's him. No one knows it's him. It's awesome. It's amazing. Well, now I'm definitely going to hit those things up that you just told me all about. You got to <laughs> hit it up, man. You know, run into Eddie Vedder oh, randomly. Oh, West Seattle. You got to go to West. That, that's where. So this is like, there's an article written recently and I was, I was a part of it. I used to live in West Seattle. I live in a place called Newcastle now, which is uh, east of Seattle and, and then a few minutes south. So I live about 20 minutes from the city, you know, but like. When I was living in Seattle, I lived in West Seattle, and that became like my community for a number of years. And I recently did an article about how all the rock stars live in West Seattle. So that, this is the this is a true fact, man. This is real. Like <laughs> like like people, but like the cats that are out doing rock, like live in West Seattle, man. So uh, you would be you will, oh Easy Street Records in West Seattle. You got to go visit. Go there visit. we go. Right. Awesome. Seattle, thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Gonna be out there stalking rock stars in Seattle. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna wander around and see what happens. You know, it happens. Never know. It does it happen like that. It does. You'll, you'll go to like if somebody knows, like say, like Duff or somebody's going to Easy Street because Easy Street's like the spot. Uh, the owner Matt Vaughn has become really close with the music community in Seattle, and so people from like local artists to like cats who are like have blown up in there and done all that. You know, they're really close to Matt Vaughn, and so Matt is um, when you go and visit the store visit easy street records you know it's like that that's the spot man so you you'll i mean people have waited outside for duff or or myself or whoever they know is going to be there just to just to be like like be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right this is well that's going to be a good trip now i'm extra excited about it have a good time man All right. I think Casey is going to wrap us up with um, what we typically call rapid fire, although that definition is really based on how talkative you feel. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're going to start off with the tried and true one here. Uh, Name a song or an album that changed your life. Oh, oh, man. That's a hard ass questions. I'm going to change my life. eh? Uh, I'd probably say it was bad by Michael Jackson. All right. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Name a no skips album for you. So you're going to put it in and you're going to listen to the entire thing, not skip any tracks. Oh man. Um, a no skip album for me would be damn by Kendrick Lamar. All right. Nice. Um, name a band that everyone should see live. 
Everyone should see live a band that everybody, Living Color is a band everyone should see live. You've never seen Living Color. You have to see that band live. They're incredible, man. They're <laughs> have any of you guys seen them? I haven't. I have not. I don't think so. Yeah, I've, uh, I've I've opened for them a couple times and worked with them a couple times and they're they're phenomenal. They're they're insane. <laughs> I think they're they so were good. at a riot fest over sometime in the past few years and I like barely missed their set or something. I remember they're being so good. close. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> um name an artist that more people should know about. Tina Bell. Tina Bell is a uh she's considered the godmother of grunge music and the pioneer. They pioneered that sound. I think that became the, what grunge was what what uh what became grunge. She had a band called Bam Bam here in Seattle. Uh and they never really broke the, you know, they never really broke the ceiling. Uh, but that band is is highly inspirational for a lot of grunge artists here. And uh Tina Bell is uh, an, an incredible artist, and so is Bam Bam, an incredible band. Nice. That's really cool. You you hear yeah. a lot about those bands that didn't get you know, the credit maybe that they deserved or weren't as big as, you know, the ones that everybody knows, but that's actually an artist I haven't heard of. They're really good, man. She's really good. And Bam Bam is a really dope band. She was her and the guitar player were married and their, their band was phenomenal. And then like, they moved to Europe or something like that happened. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, What's a song that you're especially proud to have written? So I'm, I'm especially proud to have written, Uh, you know what? Take your time is the song that I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm especially proud to have written. Um, that song went number one in uh, in Germany during the lockdown. Nice. Uh, so I think it just that song just means it meant a lot to the people of Germany when they were going through a hard time. So I'm, I'm really proud of that song. You know, and Mercy as well. I mean, obviously those are my two like number one hits. But like it just those are the two songs that I think that meant the most to people when they needed it the most. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What's a song that you wish you had written? A song that you can put your name on that you really wish you could? Gangnam Style. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> i love how fast i love what the answer was and how fast it was yes <laughs> like yes. that was top of mind i've been thinking about gangnam style a lot just all the time a billion, <laughs> over a billion plays you know over a billion some odd plays like it's it's, it's yeah. he's, he's doesn't have to worry about anything anymore yeah. <laughs> he's good yeah he's set man. he's set and like, it's so funny because you know like it's what's funny and this is a, this is like a the you know i'll say this really quickly aerosmith made more money um after they stopped touring for a while because they sold a song to uh guitar hero so they made more money on guitar hero than they made on touring for the years they did it you know it's insane dude it's insane yeah yep. yep. do you have a favorite song that you like to play live uh my favorite song to play live i think probably would be take me away or or mercy those two songs live are really great and and take your time is really great too but but no, like take take me away gets people hype man Take me away is my personal favorite of yours. Yeah, so thank you. That, thank that's you. a good. That's a good choice. Um, do you have a, a dream collaboration? So somebody that you would really, really love to work with? Lil Wayne, bro. I've been trying to get Lil Wayne on my, on my tracks for a minute. You have no idea. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be awesome, dude. Yes. I'm trying. I really, really want that to happen. So I, I've got to like, I have to. I should really, you know negotiate and try to see if we can really make that happen. But I've been trying to get him on my stuff for years, man. I, mean, I love Lil Wayne, dude. Love that. We ask yeah. we ask people that question a lot, and there are sometimes when the answer comes back, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that'll probably happen." And I think right. that's one of them. So you know, just yeah, bide your time. You, you'll you'll get hope. there. Yeah, it'll that'd be great, man. I freaking love that. That'd be awesome. Like, At least he got the track, yo. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they get the f out, man. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, now here's a, a question that I'm really curious about seeing that you've played with so many awesome artists. Is there a dream tour that you you haven't gotten to play with anybody that you would love to? 
uh, are the Rays against Machine or Chili Peppers? Awesome. Yeah, I would. I yeah, would pay lots of money to see that tour. <laughs> you pay lots of money anyway fans. if it's a rage tour. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. That's so you know, and I, I feel bad for people right now because people, concerts are out of control. The the prices are just crazy, and you know the government had to get involved. Like that's how bad it is. Yeah, like, it was like yo, like right. so. Listen, yeah, you think you're just hurting people for no reason, and uh, <laughs> you know because yeah. it's it's uh yeah it's it's been. It's been crazy, but it's it's the time of the inflation and all that has contributed to a lot of things. It's really hard for us. So the real truth, you know, I mean, I, I'm not sure what goes on with Ticketmaster or some of these promoters. I'm sure that they have practices that are, you know, questionable or whatever. I'm sure that happens, but I don't yeah. think it's really their fault per se. I, I think uh, this the inflation that we've been experiencing the last few years makes it really expensive and super hard to tour you know and so yeah. you, then you think about like someone is coming with a stadium package and how much money it costs to fill a stadium and to set up a production for a stadium like you know that, that's gonna i mean it's a hundred dollars a ticket makes sense <laughs> at that yeah. point you know yeah i can't imagine the complication for a lot of artists anyway of it's insane finding that yeah finding that balance of right. you know we need to make a living but we also aren't trying to price gouge our fans no you and, and like, you're not you don't, you yeah. don't want that to happen because you want you want to you want, first of all you want your fans to come into your show but secondly it's like you don't you, no, no one really wants to see your fans hurt because you're trying to make yeah. a profit that, that's at that point you just you might as well stop playing music you're just trying to make money off people you know but i think that it's just so i'm not I, without getting into detail i think even with my small package that, that i have to i can pay upwards to tens and twenties of thousand dollars for a sprinter van and six dudes you know and like, that's a, a lot of money just even for, yeah. for me to do that by myself, you know? So I'm, I can't even imagine, you know, what it costs to, to try to tour with a, a whole stadium production, you know, hundreds of thousands, a million, like who knows, you know, like, so yeah, I don't know, man. I feel bad for everybody though. It's a hard time to be going to the concerts, man. I, I feel, I feel it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And real, real quickly, one last question here, just cause we're curious. Um, is it true that you won an ultimate Frisbee championship? Yeah, I was a. I, was, I did. I did. I, went, I won a few. I won a few. I won a few. I I, uh, I won a world championship, and then I, I got. I got. Let's see, I have one world championship. I have a world title, which is a bronze medal, and I won awesome. a national championship, and I coached a team to a national championship. So I, I have like some accolades uh, in frisbee. <laughs> yeah. For the record, that's we ask that because it's the most random thing on on Aaron's Wikipedia page. It really <laughs> is. Uh, but, but, <laughs> it really but it's is. cool but it's like it's it's totally off out of left field compared to everything it, else that talks about on there. it really is and it's like it's one of those things like yeah he's a rock star so ultimate frisbee honey like yeah yeah yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. man everyone else met frisbee when i was like yeah that's right i actually uh so a lot of people don't don't know this though is that i i um on on the the first under so i was on the under 19 uh national championship team in our world championship team in 2004 and on that team with me was a cat named Sean Foreman. And so mm-hmm. and Sean, Sean Foreman goes by Sean Sugar Foreman of the, of the band 303. So me and Sean Foreman played on the same Ultimate Frisbee team in the 2004 World Championships. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Really and cool. it was crazy when we found out he was like, <laughs> he was famous all of a sudden because we're, we're like dirty Frisbee kids. Or I think we were just playing like, like Mario Brothers or something. We were playing like... <laughs> I don't know, some nerd game and I was playing chess in the corner and then the VH VH1 came on and we were like, Sean, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Sean with Katy Perry? What's going on? <laughs> How blown is our mind right now? Like just yeah. where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. It's Sean Foreman 
is apparently famous and and which was the the most random thing because he it was crazy if you if you hung out with that kid you'd know you'd be like no way <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> all right well i was gonna say thank you very much for joining us uh, we appreciate your time this is a lot of fun oh of course you guys it's been great yeah it's been great <laughs> man good good chatting with you guys man i'm glad we got to hash it on out and then uh, next time we'll do it even even more just don't bring up the geopolitical issues in Papua New Guinea ever again. Ever, none of you. You understand me? <laughs> we, we're sorry. We didn't, we didn't mean to offend you. We, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anytime you want to come back and hype up anything you got going on, you're more than welcome to. It's been. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate yeah. that, dude. If you guys don't mind, I, I do have something that's probably more more serious of nature here. Is that sure? Um, you know, my wife's friends. Um, and this is off topic, but it's it's just important that we that I get the word out because I have the platform to do it, and um, you know, and, and it's like it's very it's a very deep issue, meaningful to a lot of people involved here. And so, uh, my wife's friend lost her daughter about a year and a half ago to a very she was only I think she was 13, but she lost her to a really rare form of brain cancer. Huh. Um, and it took her a while, you know, it, it, this is, it took her a long time to get over. She's still getting over it. But in the meantime, when she's like, as she's getting over and mourning her daughter's loss, she recently found out her son has a rare form of bone, bone cancer. Mm. And that's now it's a, it's a, it's attacking his system. Um, he may have to have his leg amputated now or is, is, is you know, he's only 11 years old. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, she put together this GoFundMe. I mean, I'm only putting this word out because it's just, you know, anything I can do to help. But she put together this GoFundMe link. I'd love to send it over to you guys and to hopefully help bring attention to not even just this situation, but just the fact that, like, there are kids dying out there that are sick right now and they need our help, you know. And so um, I'm going to send this link to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Hopefully we can we can together we can help push it out there. But yeah, I just wanted to yeah. say that. And like, you know, we're all we're all thinking about him. His name is Desi. We're all thinking about you, Desi, and uh, and Shannon, uh, his mom. Uh, they're just going through a tough time right now. But you know, there's a lot of sick kids out there, you guys. There's a lot. There's a lot we can, you know, as we're sitting here arguing about shows and concerts and, you know, traveling and doing all that. Like, there's we always have to keep in mind that that there's so much more to be done in in the realm of taking care of each other. And so I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Yeah, we we agree. Thank you for thank thank you for that. We'll definitely share it. Thank you, guys, man. Absolutely, family. And, yeah, man. Yeah. How do we wrap that up then after that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, on this very serious, somber note. Don't talk about Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I, where we're gonna, that's where we're, we'll cut the formal interview right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the best, the best <laughs> ending ever. <laughs> no, but like, if you take that, you can take that segment and put it anywhere, man, at some yeah, point yeah. in the, in yeah, the, in yeah, the yeah, talk, yeah. you know, just to end on the right things. But I just, I had to bring attention to that, man. It's so, it's just tragic. And like, I've been talking to news and everybody I can to just be like, look, man, this, this kid's hurting, but like, even bigger than that, like everyone's their kids hurting right now around the world over over things that, that are curable things. You know, so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah please send that me. our way. We'll put it in the liner notes for this and we'll share it around the socials and stuff. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you guys. It's been, appreciate it's it. It's been great. All right, you guys. We all be good, man. We'll we'll catch up with you next time here. Yeah. I'll yep. see you. All see right. You on the ship. All right. Bye bye. Yeah.
And that was our conversation with Aaron Jones. So one of the things that excited me about that conversation was knowing that he's got more new music coming out. And um, just after hearing, you know, Filthy and Other Side, and just the different kind of sides of him and, and hearing the kind of influences that are going into what he's writing, it just got me excited. The other thing I didn't know is that a lot of the songs off Child of the State were, you know, like you said, there were kind of songs that he's compiled throughout the years. And so, you know, obviously he's been able to write great songs throughout the year. So I'm, I'm just truly, truly excited to hear some upcoming music. Yeah, that's definitely true. And it was, it was cool to, to know that those, those songs will probably make an appearance on the album, which if they don't, they're still great songs. So again, it's always awesome to get little tidbits of information when we, when we speak to artists that we really like. And he's already released two singles, as we said. One thing I think is funny is, you know, that that's been the way in which this has been ongoing debate on our show that um, that singles are the, are the thing and in, in kind of, you know, we were asking if it was going to be an EP or an album. And I think when you asked him that, like he made the joke that he was like going to come through his computer and like, yeah, are we right. going to listen here. And I think one of the things that I mean, you kind of talked on our radio show is that he's he's our age, around our age. And, you know, we're still like kind of the CD and that physical media type generation. Like some of I've moved on myself. I will say that like some, some of us have moved on, but I think that he's just still of that mentality of that, that physical copy generation, so to speak. Yeah. And the the whole album experience. Full, full album. Yes, exactly. That's, that's also what I meant. Sorry. Thank you. So that was, that was just really cool to hear. That you know he he he's like well yes of course there's an album duh like it was just like <laughs> why are we even asking about it right and it, it's just it's another interesting thing is just certain band dynamics and we've we've talked with a, a lot of artists recently and and certain certain artists have that that family mentality and and other artists are I'm I'm the driving force behind it so <laughs> that's that's kind of just always interesting how that that plays out i mean it is his name it is (laughs) (laughs) oh the band the band aaron jones (laughs) that's always every time i hear that always reminds me of the joke so which one of you is pink floyd right (laughs) (laughs) what i I think it's it's a line like in one of their lyrics uh, if i remember correctly which one of you is pink yeah (laughs) fantastic Another thing that made this interview particularly cool for me was that Aaron basically has like a place permanently etched in my memory now because we touched on this in the interview some, but uh, in late 2021, I took I took a solo vacation and drove around the perimeter of Lake Michigan, and I decided that at some point along that journey, I was going to see a show by somebody in one of those cities. And it happened to be that Aaron was coming through Grand Rapids right about the time that I would have been. So I got to see him at a little place. uh, I think it was called The Intersection. And so I went and saw him. And that vacation was very memorable for me. And having him be a part of it is is a cool piece of that memory. Yeah. It was a fantastic show. And I'm definitely glad that I will not be the only one having having seen him. Yeah. (laughs) After. Actually... As of the time this episode airs, Dan will have seen Aaron, yeah. and so yes, it will be good times, and that'll just leave Casey needing to to check the box. Yes, yes, it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I was looking back at um, past uh, number one albums just to see how many we might have talked with. Uh, we actually have talked with three. Oh, because we've talked with Skin Dread. Oh, that's uh, true. Okay, that's true. That's true. We need to work hard on getting this Rival Sons thing happening, boys, so we can check yeah, out. That would be four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's they're high on on my list of of targets for this year. Yeah. Oh, and actually, Skin Dread was number one album twice. So true. Oh, okay. that's true. Big, true. big things in Union Black. Yeah. Well, make a list, send it over, and we'll see how many previous number one winners we can check <laughs> off this year. <laughs> Speaking of of that, of of formulating a plan, um, one of the things that really stood out to me about Aaron in this conversation is exactly that: is that we already knew that the guy was talented, that he made good music, that he surrounded himself with you know a good band to support him. One thing that I definitely took away from this conversation with him was exactly how strategic he is yeah. with what he does and yes. how you can tell that he has a vision for here's where I am. Here's where I want to be. Here's how I'm going to get there. Yeah. Which I think is, I mean, I think he'll reach whatever goals he sets just by virtue of that, of being uh, calculated about what he's doing, not in a bad way but having a plan for his career and, and working to, to achieve it. Yeah, totally agree. And speaking of, of calculated, I loved, I loved the reaction that, I mean, listeners won't be able to get this, but the reaction that he had when we mentioned spreadsheets for coming up with our top 20 list, <laughs> he, he lit up with like, that's, that's so awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> He's like, you dorks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, I'm right there with you, though, brother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and going back to what Aaron said, I, I also think that he, like other people that were a number one artist on our list, they surround themselves with good uh, writers, good uh, artists uh, that just help you know, that creation process. He talked about uh, a couple of people that really helped write that album uh, and are help. I'm sorry, that are helping him write the album currently. And, you know, we've, we've heard some collaborations with those current writers uh, that we have truly liked and actually kind of intrigued us maybe to reach out to them and, and see if yeah. maybe uh, yep. we can yeah. get some further insights. But yeah, that, that was one thing I took away from that is that he's, he, like others uh, we have, that we have fallen in love with um, seem to be surrounding themselves with the right type of people. And a lot of the same exact people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And all these things that we're saying make Aaron Jones an easy guy to root for. Yeah. And another thing that makes him an easy guy to root for is the fact that he just, just seems like a good guy. And yeah. I think mm -hmm. that was most evidenced by the fact that we we're getting ready to sign off. And he's like, hey, can I take a second to talk about one more thing that's really important to me that is on my heart, which, which he did. And we we're happy to hear and help out with. So we'll have a link to this in the show notes, but Aaron mentioned um, a family that he's very close with. And that family last year uh, lost their, their teenage daughter to a form of, of brain cancer. And now their son was diagnosed with uh, osteosarcoma, which is uh, bone cancer that was affecting his ankle. So he's got, he's got a long road ahead of him and this family has dealt with a lot already. And so Aaron's been trying to, to garner support for them. He did give an update since we recorded that interview, and I'm sure things will change before this actually airs. But nonetheless, he did give an update that that Desi, the young man he's talking about, as of, I believe, today, actually was in surgery 
for a lower leg amputation to try to get rid of that cancer, yeah. which, you know, that is a terrible thing for an, an 11 year old to have to endure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, hope, that said, hopefully it, it works and that, that, you know, goes a long way towards resolving it, but it's still, it's still a, a terrible, difficult thing to go through. And so we, have already been kind of out there putting the word out, supporting a little bit. It didn't make any sense to sit on that information for a couple of weeks until this episode aired. But now that it is out there for the public, we also will, you know, be sharing more and be uh, including that in the show notes for this episode for anybody who's interested in supporting that family and uh, helping them out. Yeah, and I, I will tell you that the itch has made a donation to the GoFundMe. So, yeah, if anybody wants to to help out please do so. Yeah. Anything helps. Um, cause you know, that not only is that a scary situation, but medical bills in that situation can pile up very, very quickly and mm-hmm. just become overwhelming and add to the stress of, of everything of what's going on. Yeah. And we just gotta, uh, thank Aaron for speaking to that. Cause any, any time, I mean, you know, we always say on this show, there's a lot, a lot of things in life that are more important than music, but we, like to focus on what we can when we can and so for him for him to to want to use our platform and and any platform for that is is an honor so so please do what you can go donate whatever you're able to we greatly appreciate it and i know that the family will greatly appreciate it as well and thank you very much for listening to the itch podcast my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron and until next time please go make a difference. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.